I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a title. Are you ready? Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is in the house. I'm the man up in this piece. Jonas Knox. I don't shine shoes anymore. <laughs> yeah, Chief. This will be good. Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of. They run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop it. And now, live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio. What are you talking about? What is this, your first day on the job? Here's Jonas Knox. Get in the fast lane, Grandma. The bingo game is ready to roll. I mean, it's a term I haven't heard in ages. It's good to get some of those throwback terms. Cockeyed. I have not heard that term in a long-ass time. And if that is a prelude to what we are going to get on this show, it's going to be a wild one here for the next two hours. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to this show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are, making us a part of your Saturday morning into the afternoon. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I was called an insult, which, I mean, part of it I can't say on the air. The the last part I can't say, but the first part was cockeyed. And 
That's just a term I haven't heard in a long-ass time. I'll be honest with you. I don't know when it was invented. If we could do a little bit of research on that, whoever came up with it, it could be insulting. It might not even be appropriate nowadays in consideration with all the other things that used to be okay but now are not okay in today's culture and climate. But if somebody could do a little bit of research as to the origin of cockeyed, we'd appreciate it because I was called that moments before the show. And I'm not going to air out who called me that. And I'm not going to say that their name might rhyme with Liowa Lamb, but I was called that before the show, and I just want to know whether or not we're going to have some research done as to whether or not we'll find out what cockeyed means before we finish. Uh, All right, so let's start off the show here like this. Uh, Let's go live to our I Know What the Origin of the Term Cockeyed Insider, Iowa Sam, for the latest. Sam? All right, got it on dictionary.com uh, here. Um, looks like early 19th century is an English uh, origin. Early ninth, so 1800s. Okay. Early 1800s means uh, crooked or askew, not level. It means absurd, also impractical, okay. and drunk. Very, very good. All right, so that that pretty much covers everybody on this show. And I, I called right. you that. I called you that before the show started because we have the movie Bad Boys on in studio. And that same insult was just used. I saw it on closed captioning, and I decided to throw it at you. So yeah, well, they should probably change that movie to Bad Movie. Instead, <laughs> oh, uh, because that's that was Bo's choice. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, so at least we've cleared that up. So cockeyed, that is what we're looking at. And and I would like to actually point that out in relation to something that's happening in the NFL right now. Right. So there might be a cockeyed point of view when it comes to a certain situation that just took place in the National Football League and that situation resides in Chicago so the Bears and the Titans are playing a preseason game and you know it's uh, everybody kind of wants to see what's happening with uh, Justin Fields how's he looking and all of a sudden you open up the score sheet and you go my god three for three 129 yards two touchdowns no interception I mean that is the perfect debut for a quarterback in the NFL especially one that you look at and go well yeah but can he throw the ball we know we know he can run the ball. He's you know he nearly set the all time record last year. But can Justin Fields be a passer? And you look at that and you go, no rushing attempts, but he was three for three for a buck twenty nine and two touchdowns, almost perfect. Eh. And then you do a little bit of a deeper dive and you realize, ooh, a lot of yards after the catch. Right. A lot of stuff happened there where Justin Fields gave it up to a playmaker like DJ Moore who went for 62 yards on a screen pass. Then it was Khalil Herbert on what looked to be a Justin Fields getting out of trouble, kind of throws it off to Khalil Herbert, and he takes it for 56 yards. So long touchdowns, but everybody's really excited about it. And it's all positive. And he came away healthy, and everybody's good with that. But it's kind of funny how this whole thing is working, though, in Chicago, and it reminds me of something. I'm sure everybody's had this happen at some point or another. Where you're, re- you're expecting a call or you're expecting a text from somebody, it could be an email, and you just wait and wait and wait. It could be somebody you like. It could be somebody you're trying to get back together with. It could be a job interview. Whatever it is, you're just waiting around for that call and that text. So much so that you'll take anything at a certain point. As long as your phone moves, you're good with it. 
I mean, you you've turned it on and on. There's is there bad reception? Is my battery off? Is it? Do I need to get? Do I need to take this into the store and like make an appointment to get this looked at? Like you'll take anything. And that's what it feels like is happening in Chicago with Justin Fields. Fans are willing to take anything at this point. They just want to know, is our quarterback okay? Like, we don't care that there's a bunch of yards after catch. We don't care that he didn't really show all that much in the preseason other than DJ Moore's a stud. He's a playmaker. That was a great pickup for them. And Khalil Herbert, after getting rid of David Montgomery, maybe he'll be the guy that they can rely on with a couple of other backs that they got, including one guy they drafted in the middle of the, of the draft a few months ago. Like, Bear fans are willing to take anything. So it's kind of one of those moments where you're waiting for that phone call on a job interview, somebody you like, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not replying, they're not doing... You'll even send yourself an email just to make... Am I getting my emails? I've done that before. Waiting to hear from somebody on a job interview or waiting some, back in the day and you're like, okay, I got to turn my phone... Like, you'll take anything. I'll do it to my, I don't care. I'll, any, can I just know that my battery works or my phone works or my email? Just let me know that there's something. Give me hope so that I have a little bit more hope. And that's what it feels like in Chicago. So you come away from this performance. You're excited about the playmakers. But if we're going to be honest, there wasn't really anything that showcased whether or not Justin Fields is the passer. A lot of people believes, believe he is. Because those were explosive plays, he gave them to his playmakers, and they took off, and the rest is history. So, it'll be interesting to see how people look at this. It'll be interesting to see how people view it. For me, gotta be happy with the performance. He came away healthy, but there's still more that you need to see from him to know whether or not he's the guy moving into this season. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. All right, so let's have a conversation about somebody in the NFL that can't catch a break. And I'm starting to wonder... If this is just what it's going to be for the rest of their time in the league. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson went from top three to five quarterback in the NFL. He went from a guy everybody really liked to the punching bag of the National Football League. So the Broncos and the Cardinals are playing a preseason game last night. I mean, who cares? Arizona stinks. They're going to be the worst team in the league, and they're going to be having conversations about whether or not they walk away from Kyler Murray and whether or not they draft Caleb Williams number one overall. That's happening. Arizona stinks. They won last night 18-17. to Even if you added that win to their season wins... In the regular season, I would still bet the under of four and a half games on Arizona. They are a diaper fire and a half. But then you got Russell Wilson. And he goes out and he plays last night. And it's a little choppy at first. And so Sean Payton sends him out there for another series. And it's a little bit better. And then Sean Payton sends him out for a third. And then, so the Broncos offense got four offensive series. The starting offense got four series. And when he did throw a touchdown to Jerry Judy, it was a touchdown pass that was against mostly backups. And all anybody is taking away from the Broncos and the Cardinals preseason game, other than the fact that Arizona stinks and they actually won a game, is that Russell Wilson, ooh, struggling in Sean Payton's offense. 
Ooh, had to go out there for four series just to get something they liked. Ooh, already things don't look good between... Dude, he's learning a new offense. There's a lot that went on last year. They were terrible. He got a little banged up as well, too. There's a bunch of new pieces around. There's a new culture there. There's a new vibe. There's, And never mind the fact that his confidence is probably the lowest it's been in the history of his playing career. And that includes having to transfer from NC State and leave there to go play elsewhere. This is He's at an all-time low. I get it. Russell Wilson has done some things that are borderline douchey. I get it. The Danger Witch commercial, the TikTok videos, some of the other stuff. It's a little bit cheesy. It's a little bit corny. I get all that. He threw an interception at the one-yard line, and nobody ever really talks about that. They just talk about the fact that they didn't run the ball. It's like, well, he was a willing participant, and he threw the interception. So what do we say about that in the Super Bowl? I mean, what do you, so I, I get all that. And last year was a disaster, and he needed his own office, and he needed this, and he's got a house with four bedrooms and 16 or 60 bathrooms, which is just odd. The ratio there is weird. Toilets! When you've got four times as many toilets as you do beds in a toilets. house, that's a problem. I don't know about you. I got two in my house, okay? I got two toilets in my house, and one of them doesn't work all that great. And in fact, it's probably something we need to get fixed because it's one of those things to where even if you didn't have chili the night before mixed in with a malt and serrano peppers, you still got to flush it twice. Poop fest. I also lived in a house. We called it the airport bathroom. Because the door would hit the front of the toilet when you tried to close it. It was tiny. So we called it the airplane bathroom. So, look, his whole bathroom, office, uh, 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 whole vibe last year, the vid- I get it. It was all kind of cheesy and all kind of weird and all kind of corny. And if we're going to round it out to what we opened the show with, that was probably a little cockeyed, too. But give the guy a break. He's learning a new offense. It's a preseason game. We're all trying to figure this out. His confidence is an all-time low. The dude's still going to be a Hall of Famer. And we're sitting here nitpicking when things don't... Ooh, they sent him out there for another series. They must not be happy. Ooh, Sean Payton must not be happy. Give the guy some time. I'm not saying it's going to work. I don't know if it's fixable. Maybe he doesn't have the legs that he used to to scramble and get away from stuff. And maybe he's not going to be the same quarterback that he was. But I'm not willing to throw the guy into a lake and just say, all right, you figure this out, buddy. I'm done on you because of one preseason game. But it's I'm starting to get the vibe that Russell Wilson isn't going to get a break from a lot of people that he's going to continue to be the punching bag and people are going to continue to find things wrong with him instead of taking a step back and looking at this thing fairly. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 
Get me on, uh, I don't know, it's Twitter, X, whatever the hell it's called, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on on Twitter or X or whatever you want to refer to it as. Uh, We're going to have the usuals coming up later on. We've got another edition of Do You Care? We've also got another edition of The Scraps. It's all yours, a two-hour extravaganza here on a Saturday morning into the afternoon on Fox Sports Radio. But coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios, everybody's happy. Everybody, we're just gonna for let's at no pay no mind to all the stuff that went on this week. We're all happy after one game. I'll tell you why it's not true, and this team's got a problem, and that's next. I'm happy as hell. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, You may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Well, Faith No More. Ah, so good. Man, why don't we play this song we do, Do You Care? This song is much better than whatever we're playing currently. Who doesn't like Faith No More? Let me tell you something about Faith No More. By the way, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. If not for Faith No More, a lot of the bands that you heard in the 90s or late 90s, you know, like all the people that got blamed for uh, Woodstock, Uh, turning into downtown Sarajevo. For all the people that got blamed for that, if not for Faith No More, none of those people exist. None of those bands exist. One of the more underrated musical acts that also caught astray from Russell Wilson just because this is what he played in his TikTok video when he was doing uh, whatever he was trying to do uh, last year when he was being a video producer and a below-average quarterback. So there's that. Uh, that is the uh, the update on Russell Wilson uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, coming up in, uh, we'll call it, uh, let's call it about a little over 10 minutes from now, there's something that's happening in the NFL that either either everybody's completely wrong or this person's really good. Like, like either, either everybody's completely missed the boat on this, or this person is really, really good. And I'll tell you who that is again, coming up 10 minutes from now here on from the tire studios. So look, we are all good. Everybody's happy. Huge, huge win for the Washington Commanders last night. Did you see that? 17-15, the final. By the way, 17-15, the perfect preseason score. That's the perfect score. If you can get a five mixed in, that, that sounds like a preseason game. And everybody's happy. So much so that Ron Rivera handed the new owner, Josh Harris, a game ball. Can you imagine that? Getting a game ball from a Commanders-Browns preseason game? What do you think the value on that is? Like, if you walked up to Josh Harris right now and said, hey, man, can I get that game ball from you? He would say, well, I just, you know, paid $6 billion for a football team. So, I mean, what are you willing to give me for this game ball? Hmm. I'll give you 20 bucks. Deal. And here's 15 back. It is a worthless ball. But the illusion is everybody's happy. We are all good. Let's celebrate. It's a preseason win. We got a new owner, and Dan Snyder is out of town. And once we get rid of Dan Snyder, we got no other issues to worry about. And then the media got a hold of the Eric Bieniemy takes that they've been recycling for the last, I don't know, two, three years and decided, nah, that's the one we're going to pounce on. Because God forbid Ron Rivera addresses his players having an issue with Eric Bieniemy's coaching style. God forbid. God forbid Ron Rivera talks about that and answers some questions about it. 
and is honest and forthright about the fact that, yeah, it's a different coaching style. I encourage them to go talk to him. And, yeah, they did say that he was being a little bit hard on them. But, hey, that's, that's who he is. God forbid. God forbid that happened. So much so that it went to, ooh, he's throwing his assistant coach under the bus. His new offensive coordinator, Eric Bietaby, got thrown. Eric Bietaby. Can this guy do anything right? Hey, Eric Bieniemy is getting screwed over again by another head coach and by other coaches in the NFL. This is a si- All he did was answer some questions. All he did was talk about Eric Bieniemy's coaching style. That's it. But everybody's really sensitive to this topic. Really so much so that Ron Rivera's got to prepare a statement the following day to have to respond to all this. And have to address all this. We weren't even at the first preseason game. And Ron Rivera is going to have to address all this. And have to make sure, hey, everybody calm down. Put the pitchforks down. Okay. Not, like, let's not, uh, let everybody relax. You got a bunch of people with like uh, WD-40 and lighters stretched out like they're playing bow and arrow and they're getting ready to light some stuff on fire if Ron Rivera doesn't make the, make the right move here. Got to be... Si- why don't we just call it what it is? There's a reason why Eric Bieniemy hasn't been hired yet as a head coach. And maybe that reason isn't so easy as, well, it's because of the race issue. Maybe Eric Bieniemy's coaching style and his approach does rub some people the wrong way. Ever thought of that? Maybe the reason Eric Bieniemy isn't already a head coach in the NFL is because Eric Bieniemy in interviews kind of comes off a little bit different. Maybe he comes off a little bit arrogant. Maybe referring to yourself in the third person three times in a 25-second clip like he did this week Maybe that's maybe that's a little. I don't know. You tell me. You exhibit A. Does this sound like somebody who may or may not rub somebody the wrong way in a job interview? Yes, I am uh, intense, and I would be afraid too to start if I didn't know him. Eric Bieniemy is is who he is. Okay, Eric Bieniemy knows how to adapt and adjust. Eric Bieniemy is a tough, hard-nosed coach. But also understand, I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also their number one fan because I got their back and I'm going to support them at all times. Yeah, we're working on a third-person reference every eight seconds there. Just doing the math for you. Third-person reference every eight seconds. And in fact, he didn't even get all the way through the clip. I think he was at uh, third-person reference number three, like 16 seconds into the clip, which makes it that much more impressive. But could you imagine walking into a job interview? Like, I can't imagine. I remember when I walked in to Fox Sports Radio for the first time, and I sat down with the bosses. And I, would, and I just kind of told them my story and said, hey, you know, if there was ever an opportunity. If I walked in there and went third-person three times in the first 25 seconds, Don Martin and Annie Zadarevich would have kicked me in the nuts and thrown me out the window from the fourth floor. I swear to God, I would have been a chalk outline on Sepulveda Boulevard had I walked in and gone third person. But the bad guy in all this is Ron Rivera. He's the bad guy. (laughs) But hey, we're going to forget about all that's never mind the fact that 
Eric Bieniemy still there, and Ron Rivera still had to address this. We're going to forget all about the fact that any of that stuff happened because we're going to present a preseason game ball to the owner, and we're just moving on. You can try and fool everybody all you want. This is a problem. This is going to continue to be a problem. And in my mind, the fact that this flared up in the preseason, what do you think things are going to be like in the regular season when you start to struggle because that's what the expectation is of the football team? Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. At the Jonas Knox on Twitter X or whatever uh, uh, Elon Musk is referring to it as. Hey, by the way, let's talk about Tire Rack because our second grand winner will be drawn this Sunday to win a set of four brand new tires in the Summer of Tire Rack sweepstakes. The winner will receive a set of four tires plus installation, taxes, and fees valued at up to $1,500. Enter now at foxsportsradio.com and you can enter on Sunday as well. Every single day, you get a fresh new entry and an additional shot to win. To enter and get rules, visit foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com. Com, sponsored by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So there's a situation in the NFL in which everybody's completely wrong or this guy's really good. Only two options. We'll tell you who that is coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports. You know, tell everybody around you, hey, <laughs> shut your asses up because shut it's up. Brian Fenley. Wow. Jonas, I love how you're railing on Eric Bieniemy and how he says himself and his name in the third person while your Twitter handle, or X, whatever you want to call it, is at the Jonas Knox. See, but let me explain that, okay? And I'm glad you pointed that out. Let me explain Okay, that. yeah, let's hear it. I have Jonas Knox on Twitter or X, but I can't get into it. For some reason, I'm locked out, and I've been locked out for years. I've sent emails i like hey can i get this is mine i i'm the one who created it and for some reason i can't get into it so the only other options were like uh, some some random stuff that they picked or i had to add a bunch of numbers which sounds confusing it's like i'm not going to be a tool go hey at jonas knox 69 <laughs> <laughs> like so I, I don't know what i'm supposed to do so i just picked that one because it seemed to make the most sense i'm not proud of it listen it, it is it's 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 douchey <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I would just like to point out that that I would prefer something else, but I have no other option. Well, I was thinking what would be good for you if you were to rethink what you were going to call yourself as far as your handle would be the most successful emo sports radio host in the country. Yeah. How about that? Hey, I'm into it. Hey, how about uh, at Hot Topic? <laughs> yeah, Can I go with that? Yes. Something like that? You know, I could wear yeah. eyeliner and uh, get a bunch of fake piercings and just rock with that. Why not? Well, nothing Listen. different than what you do on a regular basis. Uh, again, th- this is misinformation. This is character assassination. <laughs> and I'm not going to stand for it uh, from Brian Finley, who's just bullying me because he's Mr. Big Shot calling tennis tournaments with Andy Furman in attendance. You know, it's amazing. Hey. I got to finally meet Andy Furman. And he's that larger than life personality. Jonas, he had a lot of nice things to say about you. One of the things that I noticed about Andy is he's a portly guy. He's rather minuscule and, Jesus. and small. Finley, what? <laughs> but What's wrong he, with you? he's wearing these extra, extra large collared shirts as if they go down to his ankles like it's a dress. And I'm like, Andy, your clothes are too big on you. He was wearing these little monocle looking sunglasses. He looked great. Idiot. I don't know much. <laughs> all right. So first of all, uh, can we if we're going to talk about fashion here and the way people present themselves, Brian Finley is a guy 
and this is 100% a fact. And if you deny this from me, you are a full-blown liar. People have caught you shaving in studio while wearing a white v-neck with no care in the world to the fact that maybe that your clippings are going to get all over the desk and your shirt and it's going to look like you were trying to wrestle an ant farm like <laughs> like there's there's been no like no thought at all have you or have you not shaved in studio i'm not going to deny that although i am going to make sure that everybody knows that nothing was left behind okay i am not that irresponsible hey. and by the way when you're when you're working at 3 a.m. in the morning and you know, time is slowly working yourself, working itself by. You gotta just keep yourself busy, you know, <laughs> right? Away. Who doesn't do you, shave at 3 a.m.? Do you, want, do you want to know how, how disrespectful that is to the shows that are on the air? <laughs> that Finley's so bored with the shows on the air that he breaks out his Norelco in the middle of one of them and just says, "I gotta get some work done here to stay awake." What an able. Oh, only kidding, only Jesus. kidding. Jesus, Louise. Uh, hey, by the way, Demar Hamlin. Good news on his front after suffering, of course, that cardiac arrest seven months ago in a game. He's back on the field today. Preseason football made a couple tackles. Sweet. Six games today, Jonas. I know you were betting on these preseason NFL games because yeah. you are a, dege- uh, how do you say, degenerate gambler? Yeah, Is that how you say degenerate gambler. Yeah. But I'll say this, Finley. Uh, the, the most obvious award that'll be handed out is Comeback Player of the Year, and it's going to be DeMar Hamlin, which, by the way, you go on DraftKings right now, it's a minus 285. you got to lay $285 to win 200 So for all you Iowa football players out there that like to gamble, minus 285 on DeMar Hamlin Iowa. to win Comeback Player of the Year. Like, why is anybody else even on the list? Tua Tagovailoa is a plus 2,000. Why is he even on the list? DeMar Hamlin could step one foot on the field and cut a fart, and he would win comeback player of the, uh, of the year for the entire season. It's over. Nobody needs to participate. Sorry. No, yeah, no, not at all. Great point, Jonas. 10-7 to 7 is our score. Bills, by the way, against the Colts. James Cook with a touchdown. The other game that's going on right now, 14-14 late stages, second quarter, Bears and Titans. Your man, Malik Willis, 10-15 of 15 through the air, one pick, 95 yards. Justin Fields. Lot, Malik Willis. He is getting a lot of a lot of smell, as they say. Justin Fields, 3-for-3, three 129 yards passing, two touchdowns. And lastly, Jonas, we do have one Major League Baseball game going on right now. Braves have erupted on a 5 to nothing lead against the Mets and in large part because of Denji Reyes puking all over the mound five earned runs seven hits four innings pitched three walks just a a ERA that right now is tallied at 7.94 which as I send it back to you Jonas I think that's actually below your ERA in Little League when you were pitching yeah I never played Little League we couldn't afford it thanks for bringing that up though Finley. I appreciate it thanks man it's just what a terrible human being Brian Finley is in fact, if you were to rate like the Mount Rushmore of terrible human beings as geez. both a pitcher and a hitcher. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is uh, that's that's just uh, that's like unfriendly fire there. Uh, I was about to list my uh, all time horrible people and put you on that list. But I realized probably not good to bring up those those names on the air. We never insult each way. other here. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it this way. The only difference between Brian Fenley and Jeffrey Dahmer is their freezer. I'll just put it that way. All right, if we're going to be kind to each other here in the air, I'll just put it that way. Good to have that on my resume. There you go. <laughs> there it is. 
Uh, all right, so we are off and running here as we take you uh, all the way up till 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific. It is Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the TireRack.com studios. We are going to have another edition of Do You Care coming up here in about, uh, we'll call it 10 minutes from now. But I, I have noticed this about something that has taken place in the NFL because I think it's going to go one of two ways. Either everybody's completely wrong or this person's just really good. It's really hard to find anybody who's been critical of Bryce Young, other than his size, before the draft. That was the problem. Oh, his size. Anybody who's either watched him play, who's either covered him, played against him, broken down tape, interviewed him, everything. Anybody that's ever been around him has nothing but great things to say about him. Aaron Rodgers, great things to say about him this week. You know how the Carolina Panthers feel about Bryce Young. You t- I remember talking to Petros Papadakis, who knows more about high school football in Southern California than anybody on the planet. And he's talk- he was talking about Bryce Young and Bryce Young's time at modern day and just what he saw from Bryce Young. Brady Quinn saw a spring game for Alabama and said Bryce Young's going to win the Heisman Trophy. And he went on and won the Heisman Trophy. Anybody who's seen the guy says he's the goods. Like, barring injury, this is not going to fail. And so we're either in a situation where they're all wrong or he really is this good. And he's going to be good. Nick Saban, you can go down the list of people. Find me somebody who says, yeah, I don't know about this Bryce Young, oh, his decision-making, his arm, his accuracy, is this, is that. It's The only issue with him has been his size. That's it. Like, that's the only knock on him. Other than that, if you, like, go down every metric, every everything, play, break it down, tape, uh, personality, demeanor, leadership, all, he's the guy. So either they're all wrong and they don't know what the hell they're talking about, or Bryce Young is that good, and we get to see how it all plays out because they are taking on the Jets coming up later on. So we get to watch the first portion of the Bryce Young experience as we get set for the regular season. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, so coming up next, this is a Saturday tradition. There's many stories. Stories in the world of sports and beyond that have been force-fed to you throughout the course of the week, and we will tell you why or why you shouldn't care about any of them, and that's next. This song stinks. What's the name of this band? Is this Loogie? That freaking voodoo music. Sam, what's the name of this band? Uh, From the 90s, right? Uh, Spittle. No, what really, what is the name of them? Saliva. Yeah, Lugie Slime. It's a great scene. riff, though, you got to admit. Yeah, okay. Get you hyped for... Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, there, the song's over, I guess. Yeah, there it is. That's that's how long we're allowed to play it here. Uh, those are the rights that we've been granted uh, by whoever put that song together. It is uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, coming up, uh, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now, we're going to talk about how one team in the NFL, they have made... A game this weekend, a can't miss. You have to watch it. We've got the proof. 
And we'll have that for you here coming up a little over 10 minutes from now on FSR. So right now, without any further ado, it is time for something we do every single week at this time. It is a Saturday tradition, and it's called this. There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Now, let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do you care? And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Bo Benson, to find out what the hell people have been talking about all week. Bo? Okay, so Lionel Messi scored his eighth goal in the five games since his arrival with Inter-Miami in the club's 4-0 win last night over Charlotte FC. Uh, do you care about this at all? No, I don't. I don't, I don't care. care. I'm leaving all. goodbye. Like, I mean, everybody like foaming at the mouth over, oh my God, Messi's here, Messi's here. The fact that he's dominated like this, isn't this kind of an indictment on the MLS? <laughs> like, yeah, he, he comes over and he scored, he scored eight times in five games. Like, I mean, this is what, but like these soccer freaks who are so passionate about the sport, they've been telling everybody it's the next big thing for like 35 years. They're talking, oh, my God, the MLS. And, and look, the MLS is what it is. But him dominating the way he does. And by the way, wasn't there a video of him cheating on a goal where he, like, moved the ball up? Like, if you do that in golf, you get tased and thrown in prison. But apparently in soccer, you can move the ball up a couple inches and just keep uh, putting it up further and further and then kicking it. If he really wants to make this exciting, dude, tell him that, like, like start get pop for, like, PEDs or something. You know what I mean? Like, let, let's like he needs stop shopping at Publix. Stop being so good. He needs an edge. Zlatan had an edge. Oh yeah. All right. There was a li- there was a little bit something there. You you can never like he would uh, throw up a bird, start a fight. Like Messi needs a little bit of an edge. Like get on the gas, do something illegal. All right. I know there were some tax issues back in the day with him and his dad, but like you know, we need something here. He's too nice and he's too good. We need we need a little bit more edginess to Lionel Messi. Next, <laughs> the uh, the NBA announced their Christmas Day games this week. Uh, the Celtics are going to come out to Los Angeles to play the Lakers. The Warriors head to Denver. I believe the Sixers take on the Heat. In Miami. Uh, do you care about this at all? No, I don't. I don't that's, care! That's like asking somebody, hey, so uh, what are you going to grill next year for 4th of July? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, can I get through, like, th- the rest of the year? Like, like what do you say? Like, maybe, can I get through the rest of the year and then we can talk about what I'm going to throw on the grill next July 4th? Who cares what games the NBA is rolling out on Christmas? Isn't the NFL playing a couple of games on Christmas this year? Like the NBA could, the NBA may as well just roll out a best of. Like show the best games in the history of the NBA for an entire twenty-four hour span, and then the NFL will still dominate. Like it just like so whatever they plan on rolling out, cool announcement. It's cute. Nobody gives a rip. Next. Yeah, it's uh, Chiefs, Raiders, Eagles, Giants, and yeah. Ravens, Niners on Christmas I, Day. So, I, I mean, uh, the, NBA, the NBA could literally roll out one-on-one Jordan versus LeBron, <laughs> and nobody would watch because uh, they're watching the NFL. Yeah, so in something that should come to a surprise to absolutely nobody, uh, someone at the Iowa State Fair carved a statue of Caitlin Clark, uh, the Iowa women's basketball player, out of butter. Uh, do you care? Yeah, I kind of do. I love it. I love it. And and here's why. Because I I do like when people 
the diversionary tactic. You know, I do like that. Hey, nothing to see over here. What about this? Ooh, what do we got here? Uh, hey, everybody, look at this. Uh, never mind what's happening there. Everybody, uh, don't get distracted. It's like when you're watching a, a like a boxing fight or an MMA fight, and there's a fight in the crowd. Everybody in the crowd looks over there, and there's like an actual fight you paid to see in the middle of the ring. It's like, look, that's cute. You guys are carving your, your most famous athletes there at the fair out of butter. You know, Kurt Warner had one. Now you've got, you know, uh, uh, Clark who's got like, that's all that is awesome. All that's great. What about the fact that you got two division one football programs filled with degenerate gamblers? Okay. That's what we need to focus on. I don't care that there's a statue of margarine with Kurt Warner's face on it. I don't care. I want to know why you have football players that are gambling on the Cyhawk bowl. Next. The Orioles suspended broadcaster Kevin Clark for comments he made on a pregame broadcast uh, where he correctly pointed out that the Orioles had been terrible against the Rays in prior seasons. Uh, he returned to the booth last night uh, against and for the Orioles game against the Mariners. Uh, do you care about this one at all? No, not anymore. I, mean, I listen, don't care. Uh, I, I was uh, on the side of everybody else who thought it was outrageous and he should be pissed and he was wrong. And then he releases some kiss-ass statement talking about, oh, I have a great relationship with the Orioles and I have this and that and I don't want to be part of the story cool suspend him for the rest of the season then he's too nice he handled it too well there's a time and a place to be a hothead this was one of them i want him suspended for the rest of the season what do you think about that next <laughs> the uh the guardians jose ramirez will serve a two-game suspension down from three after his fight with uh, White Sox uh, shortstop Tim Anderson, where he uh, won the fight. So maybe that's why he got that reduced suspension there. And by the way, how about the fact that Tim Anderson, who apparently nobody likes, like nobody likes yeah, Tim nobody Anderson. All. Like, how about the fact that, so he gets dropped, he gets wobbled. It's, you know, it's a bad look. He, he, he threw up his hands and he wanted to fight and he got cracked. Whatever. I mean, listen, Tim Anderson could probably whoop my ass. What do I care? But how about the fact that he's the guy who loses the fight and then he gets suspended more games yeah. than Ramirez. And then Ramirez even gets a game taken off. It's like, can Tim Anderson catch a break? I get it that he that nobody in, in his team likes him. And there was the whole thing with Josh Donaldson last year, which pissed a lot of people off. And and look, he's uh, apparently he like moved his locker away from everybody else. Then there's a story that Yasmani Grandal, I guess, slapped Tim Anderson while he was in a hot tub. <laughs> like, like apparently, apparently Tim Anderson is not well liked. But you get wobbled, you get dropped, and the person who hits you and wobbled and dropped you just continue to keep, keeps getting rewarded. It's awful. What a title. Are you ready? Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is in the house. I'm the man up in this piece. Jonas Knox. I don't shine shoes anymore. <laughs> This will be good. Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of. They run through our ass like to a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. And now, live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio. What are you talking about? What is this, your first day on the job? Here's Jonas Knox. Get in the fast lane, Grandma. The bingo game is ready to roll. You know, a lot of people have been complaining. A lot of complaining out there about something in the National Football League. It's been going on for years. Somebody has stepped up. 
Somebody has cured the problem. Somebody solved it. They figured this whole thing out. I'll tell you who that is coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country, wherever you are making us a part of your Saturday afternoon. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific, through the rest of the hour, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there on unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buys should be so I was talking about this last week that now again I'm in the minority here because I like the NFL preseason I'm in the minority okay and people would say why do you like the NFL preseason because I look at it as the prelude or the unofficial start to the NFL season like well everyone says oh week one is here my ass week one is when the hall of fame game kicks off and in fact if I get greedy enough I'll call training camp week one I'll call it whatever I want because it's the beginning of the beginning. And the comp I made last week was it's the beer in the airport before vacation. You're not actually on vacation, but you may as well be. You're sitting at a, at a terrible table drinking uh, probably a bad draft beer in a keg that's been sitting there for way too long. Dealing with a, a, a bartender or a cocktail waitress or a waiter that has nothing, doesn't want to get to know you, doesn't care. They're just turning and burning tables because everybody's got their luggage stacked up. It's uncomfortable. It's like that's how I view the NFL preseason. So I like it. I'm into it. But there are complaints from a lot of people out there that say, well, nobody cares, so why should I? The starters don't play, so you know it's not that important. They don't paint the end zones. Uh, tickets are like $4. Uh, you know, I, I turn it off after the first half, blah, 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 blah. Hey, what was the final score of the preseason game last night? I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter. All those people have something to say about it. Well, we have a solution. The Baltimore Ravens. Oh, 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 the Baltimore Ravens. I don't care about the NFL preseason. And John Harbaugh says, I do. Want to know how much he cares? He compared the Baltimore Ravens preseason win streak, which, by the way, is at 23 games. 23 games they've won in the preseason in a row. He compared it to a no-hitter. <laughs> Michael Lorenzen of the Phillies threw a no-hitter earlier this week. Did you see how excited everybody was? Apparently, that's how John Harbaugh views preseason games. 23 straight games. John Harbaugh's record in the preseason is 43-12. and 12. <laughs> that's He's got a 782 win percentage in preseason games. That's like Nick Saban's record against non-conference opponents. Like, if, you, if, if Nick Saban... Well, how do you think this would go? If Nick Saban, three times a year, played Wofford, Charleston Southern, and 7-Eleven State, what do you think his record would be over that time? Eh, probably 43-12, and 12, something like that, give or take. 782 winning percent. That's John Harbaugh in the preseason as Ravens head coach. It's a no-hitter to him. 
He cares, okay? John Harbaugh absolutely cares. And his reasoning behind it as well, you know, for those players on the field, I mean, it matters to them. That's something they're going to carry with them the rest of their lives. That's so, It's like, okay, dude, like, let's relax here. It means something to you. And the fact that we are down the road here and the fact that you've got 23 games in, it clearly means something to you. And it's going to be more and more and more, and the pressure's on. So John Harbaugh has made Baltimore Ravens preseason games a must-watch. You have to watch them because you want to see when they're going to lose. Is anybody going to break the streak? Like what? Now I don't know if this is going to be like Cal Ripken's Iron Man streak, where you know it is in Baltimore, so this is a possibility. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be like weird things, like if Baltimore's trailing in the third quarter. All of a sudden, is there like a, a power outage or a flash flood? You know, if Baltimore, if they have like a bad a pregame warm up, does somebody like turn the sprinklers on in the stadium and flood the entire place out? I don't know how this is going to like I want to know to what extent are we going to take this importance of the preseason? Because if we're talking about it like a no hitter, you've got to preserve these things. Like if you're throwing a no hitter and somebody lays down a bunt. I mean, you're, you're going to get attacked with a javelin after the game. Like, that's look at that is an absolute no, 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 no. You've got to protect this no-hitter. John Harbaugh's got to protect this no-hitter. But here's why tonight's game against the Eagle, Eagles is that much more important. Let me tell you why. Because worlds are going to collide. Because Nick Sirianni strikes me as the type of guy who would love... To ruin this streak, even though it's a preseason streak, he would love to ruin it. This is the same guy that was caught during a regular season game last year against the Dallas Cowboys yelling across to the sidelines. That's game bleep you. (laughs) That's that guy. That's Nick Sirianni. He's the guy who, when they're talking to players at the Combine and they bring him in for interviews, it used to be, remember the good old days when, like, players would go to the Combine and they'd go in to do an interview with, like, a general manager or a head coach from a team, and they'd be asked softball questions like, you know, is your mom a prostitute? Stuff like that. You remember the good old days when that was appropriate? Where players would walk in and sit down with a GM or a coach and say, hey, is your mom, like, a hooker? Is she, like, what do you think? Like, how much is it? Like, 50 for this, 100 for that? Like, what? remember the good old days when that would happen? Because that would happen. You know, you can ask, uh, you know, members of the Miami Dolphins front office about that one. That did happen back in the day. Nick Sirianni's like, well, I don't care about any of that stuff. Your mom can do whatever she wants. I mean, that's her business. Hey, can you beat me in Papa Shop? What, What if we play the game Clue, the board game Clue? I'll bet you it's Colonel Mustard. With the hatchet in the library. Oh, how about this? What do we play? Like, why don't we play skee ball? He does all sort of competitive things. Can you make a paper airplane better than me? What about tiddlywinks? Uh, hey, do you want to play duck hunt together? I'll do it with a blindfold on. Like they're all sorts. Nick Sirianni is competitive, and he wants to know that you're competitive. If you don't think that Nick Sirianni knows that John Harbaugh's comparing. Their 23-game preseason win streak to a no-hitter, and Nick Sirianni's got an opportunity to ruin that? You are crazy. This game is must-watch. 
This preseason game, for all you complainers out there that say, well, nobody cares, so why should I? It doesn't matter. This is a must-watch. And a lot of people would say I'm a degenerate gambler, okay? Some people might say, well, I mean, clearly you talked about DeMar Hamlin. Like, everyone's, you know, celebrating and, and throwing up heart signs and all that for DeMar Hamlin, and I think all that's awesome. I also think it's awesome that he's a minus 280 on DraftKings to win Comeback Player of the Year. That's what I think. I think that's awesome, too. All right, so, so forgive me for having my priorities maybe a little bit different than yours. Okay, I think, it's, I think it's great. The health stuff, great. We're all happy. Love that he can continue his career. Minus 285, comeback player of the year on DraftKings. But since we're on the discussion, the Philadelphia Eagles are getting five and a half points tonight. That is a lock. Now, we don't do Knox locks for preseason games. Those will be coming back for the regular season. But I'm telling you right now, Philly plus plus five and a half is the lock of the century. The lock of the century. Because Nick Sirianni is a competitive dude. He knows how much this means to John Harbaugh. And you are getting those worlds colliding later on tonight in an NFL preseason game. A preseason game that you've been trying to convince yourself doesn't matter. A preseason that the NFL's been trying to tell you doesn't matter. So much so that they're saying, well, can we dwindle it down to two games? Can we get rid of it all together? Screw you. This one counts. This one matters. And if you don't think so, why did one head coach call it a no-hitter earlier this week? Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, uh, you can get me on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it. It's at the Jonas Knox. At the Jonas Knox is where you can find that. Uh, A lot of positive feedback here on the show. Tony writes in, Go back to beating your bleep to more beefy bear photos of your boy toy, Cristiano Ronaldo, fantasizing about him ravaging you and taking his bleep like a champ. <laughs> Troy writes that? in. Troy writes in. Hefty Phil Mickelson, a man's man and kingpin betting country economies while this bleep wad and bleep gobbler Jonas Knox is in your sugar daddy's basement making T-Swift bracelets and TikTok videos in the SoFi Stadium parking lot since you're too broke to afford tickets. I am outraged. James writes in, This weasel Eric Bieniemy would have this emotionally distressed D-Wad bleep Jonas Knox suicidal like the bitch you are if he yelled at you. You beta bleep bleep. You little weasel! At the Jonas Knox on X or Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, if you would like to see the unedited versions of those, except for the first one I read, because that one is uh, pretty graphic. But uh, there it is. Uh, all right. So um, <laughs> it's just wow. unbelievable. Wow. Uh, it really is just incredible what's happening here. All right. It's so coming up next. Um, he said that? There's a, there's a team in the NFL that saw everybody doing something and thought, you know what? We got to do the same thing, except they totally whiffed. I'll tell you who that is next. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in, we'll call it 10 minutes from now, or a little over 10 minutes from now, we are going to have a response. There was some very, very harsh criticism of a broadcasting legend earlier on in this show, and that broadcasting legend has responded. We'll tell you what that is coming up here again in a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. What? So we were talking earlier about the Chicago Bears and the hope and the wishes of Justin Fields and the offense and all that. And people look, people are giddy and they're excited because Justin Fields, the stat line, the numbers look good. Three for three, 129 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions in his preseason debut. He started for the Bears as they are playing the Tennessee Titans right now. And everyone, you know, like you see that and you go, okay, that's exciting. So a couple of things are going to happen. First of all, the box score readers are going to be exposed, right? So there's going to be people that you will hear that will talk about this game. And they're going to say, listen, this is as perfect of a performance as you could ask for from Justin Fields. He was three for three for a buck 29, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He and he didn't have a rushing attempt. Man, Justin Fields is locked in and he's really shown growth and improvement. Yeah. 
And then you do a deeper dive and you realize, you know, both those touchdown passes were long screen passes that turned into like the yards after the catch were astronomical because they had DJ Moore on his first catch as a bear races all the way to the end zone for 60 something yards. Khalil Herbert caught a little uh, dump out pass for like 56 yards and took it, took it to the house as well, too. So like you see all that stuff and you go, okay, well, look, it, it it's promising. It's not bad at all, but there's still there's got to be questions that are answered. There's got to be stuff that you need to see from Justin Fields for you to truly know. But my comparison to it was if you've, if you've ever been waiting for a call or an email and you're, you're expecting that call, it could be someone you're, you are really into. It could be a job interview. Like you'll start to get a little bit paranoid where you'll, you'll turn your phone off. You'll send an email to yourself. You'll send a text to yourself. Like you're, you're just trying to figure, can I get something? Like give me something, like some sign that this thing is still working so I have a little bit of hope. that they're, That's how I think Bears fans are looking at Justin Fields. It's like, yeah, if they're being honest, they don't really have clarity or a full answer as to what they were looking for in Justin Fields this upcoming year. But at least that was a little something, you know, at least at least that jogged the phone or jogged. So at least it gave them some sort of hope so that they continue uh, having a little bit of hope moving into the next game and into the regular season. Rich Davis, Fox Sports Radio host, broadcasting legend himself. He sent me a text and admitted I've sent emails to myself to make sure my stuff works. We've all been there. I still do it. Now, my phone sucks. It's not as bad as Iowa Sam's phone. Iowa Sam has got a lightning bolt going through his screen. It's broke. Why he doesn't get it fixed? Not really sure. Sam, can you explain that? Why you... you, you you've, it, you've you've got like uh it's one like of the, a lightsaber across yeah, it's like the one, screen it's like one of the uh, uh ghostbuster guns uh shooting across <laughs> yes, your screen right uh, actually so last night i saw you and uh petros papadakis out in at an event and he asked me what is that thing on your phone and um <laughs> like it was a special app yeah no it's 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 probably the screen slowly uh dying but um i've only had it for a few weeks it's getting very annoying it's harder and harder to read things it's getting wider slowly so i will address it at some point yeah i'll probably have to do for an upgrade my phone's five years old it's an iphone 10 so yeah but this I mean, this this little streak of light is um yeah, it's very ob- obnoxious. So. It, it's too bad you can't take a screenshot of that. And I can't, it it, so it, people know what we're talking about. No, because when I try to take a screenshot, it's just a normal picture. Like it it's doesn't really capture weird. that. Yeah, it, it's a very odd thing that's happening odd, yes. on your phone. But yes. uh, nonetheless, I think everybody's been a part of that. Everybody's done that at some point or another to where they just want to. They got their hopes up, and then they want to continue having their hopes up. So they'll do anything as a sign of positivity. Like, hey, maybe the call's coming. Maybe the text is coming. Maybe the email's coming. Maybe there's still a possibility. I think a lot of people are looking at Justin Fields going, all right, well, well, listen, that that's something, but maybe there's more, but at least that gave us a little something. And that's how it feels like a lot of people are looking at this. But I will say this about the Bears. I mean, got to give them credit. They've got their priorities in the right places. Uh, they've changed their logo. I mean, not really. Just kind of. The story that came out of Chicago this week was that the Bears – are changing their logo from the primary C, the letter C, you know, it looks like the Reds logo. Uh, the primary letter C, they're changing that to the bear, like the actual like ang- growling bear that they do. 
you know, that's on a lot of their apparel and merchandise. So that's their primary logo. Also, that must be what's going to show up on the helmets. No, no, no. Oh, so that must like appear on like the jerseys. You're probably doing like a different. No, absolutely not. Okay, so what was the point of the news break? Like, what? Why was that news? You're ch- so you're changing your primary logo, but you're not actually changing it. So the field's going to stay the same. The helmets are going to stay the same. You're just changing your primary logo. Got it. Man, that that's that's something. Like, whew. Well, job well done by everybody involved. You know what that's the equivalent? Like, the, the Bears looked around the NFL and saw everybody going back. Like, the Eagles went back to their throwback jerseys. The Giants have brought their throwbacks back. The Tennessee Titans are going to be wearing the old Houston Oilers uniforms from years ago, which, in my mind, may be the greatest uniform combination in the history of the league. The old Houston Oilers uniforms were Fantastic. And the fact that they get lost and Tennessee rolls out this awful superhero look that they that they go with in Nashville, uh, you know, every single year is disgusting. They need to go to the Euler look and bring that all back. But like the Bears saw everybody around the NFL doing that. I think the Falcons are bringing back their old red helmets, which are sweet. The Bears saw all that and said, oh, yeah, well, we're going to change our primary logo. Nice. You putting it on your helmets or your stadium or your field? Nope. Okay, so what's the point? It was like the chicken sandwich craze that was going on a few years ago. Remember that a couple years ago, everybody was doing a chicken sandwich, like Popeye's did a chicken sandwich, and then there was this debate, what about Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich? And then McDonald's got in the act, and Burger King, and like all these people put together a chicken sandwich. That would be like Jack in a Box saying, oh yeah, you guys are doing chicken sandwiches? Watch this. We added more lettuce to our tacos. Cool. Nobody cares. Has nothing to do with what everybody else is doing. Nobody cares. But apparently, if you're the Chicago Bears, those are the priorities. All right? You got to make sure that you're keeping up to date with the times. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like the person who gets the new technology way later than everybody else. I remember that as a kid. This is one of the first signs I figured out that, that we weren't as fortunate as some of my other rich friends, because I can remember, you know, like there was like a, a kid who lived up the street from us and his family was rich. And now that I think about it, that kid was kind of a dweeb. Now, now that I think about it, just a, a full, just a geek. But point is, I remember they got a Nintendo like they, like they had a Nintendo and it was, oh man, like, hey, go over to so-and-so's house. They've got a Nintendo. That's like finding out somebody's got a pet dragon. It's like that guy who had Brendan Fraser in a block of ice in his garage in Encino Man. It's like the neighbors found out, hey, that guy's got a caveman in a block of ice in his garage. Oh, I got to go see it. Can I see? It? I got to see this thing. It's like this kid had a Nintendo up the street. It's like, oh, we've got to see this thing. It's, it's crazy. It's like, man, so we want to get a video game system. And we got Atari. <laughs> it's like like a refurbished Atari. It's like then everybody got Super Nintendo, and it was like finally Nintendo dropped in price. So my mom found it at Kmart for like $29 for Christmas. And then we got a Nintendo. We were always one step behind everybody else because it was too expensive. You know, it's like I remember my, my buddy swore up and down he's never getting a cell phone. I don't need a cell phone. I got a pager. Like, okay. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but... 
You know, nobody's using a payphone uh, other than to, uh, you know, make an illegal call or to do drugs. So I, if you plan on getting into crystal meth at some point or another, I mean, that's the place to go. Have fun in the phone booth. It's like the Bears looked around and saw everybody else in the NFL changing looks, changing, going back to this. And, ooh, we're, we're dropping this. And they're getting all sorts of stuff on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And everybody's fired up about it. And the Bears are like, oh, yeah, we're going to change our primary logo. But just not on any of our uniforms or our stadiums or any of that stuff. We just want to let you guys know we're also doing something. All right. Way to keep up with the times. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, coming up next here from the Tyrac.com studios, a broadcasting legend has responded to criticism heard exclusively on this show. We'll tell you who that is next here, but for all the latest from around the world of sports. Brian Fenley. Thank you, Jonas. And we do know that there's some great news revolving around DeMar Hamlet, of course, after suffering that cardiac arrest seven months ago in a game, is on the field today, playing for the Bills in a preseason contest, also making a couple tackles as well. There are six preseason games happening today, two already in the works, including that Bills game where Buffalo is on top 17 to 13 against the Colts. For any of you who are actually betting on preseason games, including one whose name rhymes with Snownish Snocks. But Kyle Allen is the starting quarterback for the Bills today. No Josh Allen. He's sitting this one out. James Cook with a touchdown for the Bills. The other game that is in progress, Bears 20, the Titans 17, 11-32 left in the fourth quarter. Justin Fields in his short stint of work, three of three through the air, 129 yards and those two touchdowns. Will Levis, 78 yards passing. Malik Willis, 102 yards through the air, including that one interception. We also know that there is a game that is getting out of hand in New York. The Atlanta Braves are just trampling over the New York Mets. 11 to nothing, bottom of the seventh there, and the offense got started with Austin Riley and that RBI base knock he had in the first inning. Jonas, I'll leave you with this. Of all the reasons to postpone a baseball game, there's one happening right now, postponement in Toronto, the Blue Jays hosting the Cubs. It's not because of weather, because they've got a roof in Toronto. What is it for? Well, they have tricked the fans. See, Jose Bautista to be inducted in the Blue Jays' ring of honor, if you will. Yeah. They said that the game starts at 2.07 Central Time. As if to say, okay, everybody get ready. The game is starting. But the game is actually starting 30 minutes later. But the reason they said 2.07 is because they wanted all the fans in their seats in Toronto to watch Jose Bautista get honored. Really? All the while, 30 minutes later after this ceremony, they're finally starting. Wait, they couldn't have no, done this no. before or after the game? Oh, How man. nuts is that? Okay, for, for well, it, it's kind of a it, it's kind of an a-hole move, but also kind of a brilliant move at the same time. It is, you're because you're going to get most people watching. Yes, and I think there are some people out there who have a little bit of an issue when it comes to clock management, so they've got to set their clock you know, a little bit further ahead, which is just, the whole that whole thing is weird. My So my sister-in-law did this to my wife not, not that long ago. They had some event that they were going to where, I mean, can we just be honest? It was probably like our, our 1700th uh, quinceanera <laughs> of the year, uh, to be honest with you. It was like a Saturday. And so my wife was getting ready super early and, and getting over there. And she's like, oh, I got to be there by nine or whatever it was. And she gets over there and nobody's ready. Mm. And her sister was like, 
Oh, yeah, it's not till 9.30. I just know how you work. <laughs> so she lied to her, made her get rushed and ready and sent over there. My wife was pissed about it. I'm like, I mean, what do you want? <laughs> you take too long. I don't know what to tell. Like, this is how this works. Some people got to plan accordingly. So, I mean... It is kind of an a-hole move, but it also it does make some sense. Here's the thing. You do it once, and now you can't do it again. Right. Because you're always going to get caught. And so it works. It's brilliant the one time, but it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. Now you're never going to be able to do that again. Yeah. People are going to sniff that out. Yeah, it sucks. But, hey, you know, it's... Uh it, wor- it did work this time, and apparently everybody's there, and they get to say... <laughs> and the fact they need to go to this extent for Jose Batista, and also... There's some people that have brought up with the fight with Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. Oh, what about when Rugnet Odor punched Jose Batista? Okay, first of all, that was a much cleaner shot than than Anderson got hit with. And I've always given Batista credit. He wore that. He took that shot like a champ and stood his ground. So... No hate here on Jose Batista. And no hate on your fighting skills, Jonas. I just want everybody to know the record is out there. You are undefeated in fist fights. Not true. <laughs> Definitely not true. <laughs> no, that is not true. Uh, no. I, and and try, I got veneers. The last thing I'm doing is fighting anybody. All right. I, I don't have the money to, to repay for these things. I got a mouthful of toilet seat lids. You think I'm going to get in a fight with somebody, Finley? Get out of here. Hey, by the way, Finley, uh, speaking yeah. of which, uh-huh. Andy Furman has responded. Oh, did he really? All right. So now, for those of you, for those of you that what? were listening last hour, Brian Finley, for no reason whatsoever, started taking shots at Andy Furman on the air, called him portly, made fun of his clothing. As you met Andy Furman in person for the first time ever, and Andy Furman, Fox Sports Radio host, broadcasting legend, and you decided to call him portly and then say that he wore clothes that were like five sizes too big for him, which was unnecessary. It's a true assessment, though. I'm not lying. I'm just wearing my journalistic hat right now. All right. This from Andy Furman. (laughs) Andy Furman writes, Portly... Finley looked like he slept in his clothes. The guy, the guy packed an overnight overnight bag for the week. So that is the response, uh, Brian Finley. Would you like to uh, address those rumors and accusations from Andy Furman that you packed an overnight bag for the week and slept in your clothes before calling a tennis match? So, full disclosure, calling the tennis was in a shed. So okay. I can I actually there was a kid that came into the shed during the week when we were calling tennis and it's about a 10 square feet maybe and he asked me if this is where I stayed all week and I guess Andy might have picked up on that although Andy has to realize that and when you call six matches in a row and everyone once they end the next one comes out 5 minutes later and this can last for 12 to 13 hours you barely have time to go to the bathroom yeah. I might as well get a catheter if you're calling that many tennis matches in yeah. a row. And I'm so you're you. going to look a little disheveled because it's hot outside and you don't get a break. Yeah, I'm so take it easy on me, Andy. And, and also, I would, I would say, by the way, uh, Andy Furman here to describe uh, what he currently has. Uh, Andy, your thoughts? I got a stump. So there he is. <laughs> But, Give um, me a salami submarine. All right, so that's Andy Furman. Uh, we just caught him ordering food while on the Comrex field tap. But he, here's the problem that I would say with all of this. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're being judged poorly 
by Andy Furman because I think people put too much of an emphasis on ironing their clothes. Oh, is Man, that my, right? Yeah, my, listen, I I have I haven't ironed anything in I can't even I don't even know at least a dozen years. I don't iron if my stuff's wrinkled, it's wrinkled. I don't care. What's the old adage? Wrinkles work themselves out. Hey, listen, if you go if you travel, you take your stuff out of your bag immediately. There's this spray stuff you can put on your clothes. You spray it on your clothes. You stretch them out. You don't need to, nobody needs to iron anything, all right? You just wear what you wear, and if somebody's got a problem with it, just tell them they don't know fashion. That's how you make people feel stupid. When they criticize your article of clothing, like Iowa mm. Sam was walking around with a blippy watch yesterday. <laughs> At the, uh, at the little uh, why? Because it's up. orange. Yeah, he was wearing like an orange blippy. It was either that or a Home Depot watch. And I was Sam was walking around with that thing. I got a lot of compliments on that watch. Yeah, of course you did. Because if somebody would have walked up to you and said, "Hey, what a stupid watch that is," you just say to him, "Oh, you don't know fashion." That That's immediately right. makes them feel like a moron. Because wow, am I missing something here? Like I don't like. Yeah, trust man. me, I don't get it. Orange man, is the new black. But you know, like high schoolers are wearing Dickies again. Like, yeah, and um, what are those boots from the '90s? Like Doc Martens, the gr- that grunge bands, and yeah, and like all they, of a those sudden, are back in style. Yeah, oh, th- those are in now. Like, Birkenstocks. App- apparently, Marilyn Manson is like a fashion icon all of a sudden again. Like, apparently, that's the thing. Like, pe- like pe- people are, are dressing gothic and wearing dickies and all that. Yeah, it's, like, it's, dude, it's '90s normcore fashion. Yeah. But there's something, it's like we talked about, the vintage jerseys that are coming. Like, vintage is back. Throwback is back. All the retro jerseys in the NFL, that stuff's back. So if anybody criticizes you, Finley, about your clothes not looking right, it's, just tell them they don't know fashion. Here's what, Andy, and I take this personally. I, I'm i an excess sweater, okay? I just admitted that on the radio. Yeah. And so what that does to clothes is it you makes them look... You just made a clothes pun right there. You said, I'm an excess sweater. Oh, that's well done. Well done. But I, I know what you meant, Finley. What that does to clothes is it makes them look unkept. When you're in a pressure cooker of a shed in the South during yeah. the summer, Jonas, you've lived in the South. You know what it's like. Yeah, I hear you. You know how I feel. I got a workout. I went hot yoga without having to do hot yoga. Jonas has done a show from his shed before. A oh, shed. I have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it I was 118 degrees that day. I, I literally, when when COVID well, hit and we weren't allowed to come in studio, I did a show from my mom's garage and I was pouring sweat. Like and I, it was, I, I it, brought, it was 118 degrees. Oh, it's like it's the terrible. hottest it gets in the valley. Yeah, it was like a Saturday. It was like it was 103 degrees, and I'm in my mom's garage doing a show. I, w- I was sweating my ass off. It was terrible. Like, so listen, Finley, I, I'm with you, man. Like I think it's I think it's gross that Andy would take yeah. those shots. By the way, Furman did just write this in. <laughs> Oh man, this is. Uh, see, I think this is a bit much. Two guys personally, is enough for me. <laughs> now, personally, I think this is a bit much. Okay. Andy Furman writes in and says, "Finley's right about the sweating part. He smelled like a bum who took a bath in formaldehyde." <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, look, I'm, I don't want to be in the middle of this anymore. This just feels like uh, watching my parents fight. This is uncomfortable for me. So uh, there's that. Let, a couple let, of broadcasting legends feuding here on the air. Let's address Hello. the real controversy. And Andy, yeah. I know you're listening right now, but when you were out in that neck of the woods and he said, I don't know if I have time to visit you, and then he comes and visits Fedley. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. What? <laughs> That's the real controversy here. Yeah. It I was mean, beautiful to man. see him. No, I'd love. I've never met Andy Furman in person. I'd love to. You never met him? 
Oh, well, I mean, man. I've, I've talked to him down the uh, the old line many they, times. Consider yourself lucky. Uh, yeah, it is not. A, it's, apparently, it's not. A, it's not a great place to be uh, in. In you know having conversations with Andy Furman because he's going to rip you on national radio about it. It's just uncalled for. The whole thing's uncalled for. Uh, By the way, uh, it is time, though. Here's what is called for. It is called for the play of the day. Swear to God. Yeah, I swear to God the play of the day is coming up. You don't think so? Like, we we actually, not only do we have the play of the day, we've got a buildup for the play of the day. Because a lot of people, like, a lot of people do progressive plays of the day and they go right to it. Not this show. <sighs> we, we build up to this progressive play of the day because we are a progressive thinking show here on Fox Sports Radio. And if you don't think so... If you doubt whether or not we are building up to this incredible play, a first in the history of the Chicago Bears franchise, just take a listen. First touch for DJ Moore. They use him in a ton of ways in Carolina. This was one of them. And there he goes. Goodbye, touchdown. Welcome to Chicago, DJ Moore. Bears television and NFL Network on the call. That is your progressive play of the day brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we are going to put a bow on this bad boy. There are several stories in the world of sports and beyond we have not had a chance to get to. They are yours right here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Make sure you stick around. Coming up in, we'll call it 10 minutes from now, from the TireRack.com studios, it is Steve Hartman and Jeff Schwartz. Lots to discuss. Actual NFL games going on, preseason or not. Stop complaining. We got some good stuff here, so make sure you stick around for those guys again a little over 10 minutes from now. Uh, I do want to thank the crew. Without them, none of this is possible. Iowa Sam, who took time out of his day from gambling and building butter statues to take part in the program. Bo Benson, Brian Finley, obviously feuding with Andy Furman, but able to multitask and get through the show. And then Ian Roddy, who makes this show sound good. Uh, he was the one responsible for the play of the day earlier. All of the good stuff here. So without those guys behind the scenes, none of this is possible. And and if you miss any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. That'll be posted up shortly. I will tweet or X that out at the Jonas Knox after it is posted and up and running. But right now it is time to put a bow on this bad boy with a little something we do called this. Jonas. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to Bo Benson, our executive producer, to find out what the hell we've missed so far on the show. Bo? We uh, we usually do uh, some MMA, some UFC, some boxing uh, yeah. here in the scraps. Um, Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk. Uh, they're chirping at each other all week about the supposed fight. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's just dumb. It's stupid. I, I really don't care. Also, and, like and, Zuckerberg would destroy him, and Elon Musk is not going to fight him. So yeah, I just like the whole thing's so stupid. Yeah. Like, they, I think people, like somehow people have been tricked into thinking that. Well, I mean, if Jake Paul and Logan Paul could do it, then we can do it. <laughs> like no, like those guys are actually like real athletes, yeah. with, like an athletic background, and you know can kind of like they know what they're doing. You don't. Yeah. Like, so just like this idea that everybody just assumes, oh, I could put on a fight. And here's the problem. 
we'd all buy it. <laughs> yeah, I would Every watch. Hundred percent. Every uh, everybody would buy it. I doubt it's ever going to happen. I think the no. UFC has said they they want no part of it. Like yeah. they're they're not interested in putting this together. But they're talking about doing it at what the Roman Coliseum. That, yeah, that's what Elon Musk. Like, yeah, I, just whatever. Uh, yeah. A Twitter user posted a spreadsheet of the amount of money he spent on DoorDash over a single year. Did you see that floating around at no. all? No. Uh, what are we talking about? He he, uh, trying to figure out. He was like trying to say like, how does anyone live on forty k a year? Uh, he spent twenty five thousand dollars in one year on DoorDash. Jesus. Uh, the best part, however, uh, he spent fifteen hundred of those dollars uh, having Hooters delivered to his door. Oh, I mean. <laughs> I mean, are you saying that it's better to, to go to Hooters in person? Is that I mean, saying? isn't that the Dine whole... In? Look, I, I will say, I don't think the food at Hooters is that bad, but I'm not going to Hooters for the yeah. food specifically. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, amongst all major restaurant chains, Hooters has the least amount of takeout. <laughs> I, 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 I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that that is the case when it comes to Hooters. You, I mean... Do you think he, like, kept ordering it, thinking that, like, this time right. they'll send a, a waitress my right. way, too? Like, she's the one that works for uh for yeah, she, she does double duty she, yeah she, she'll be the one showing up yeah you know like what about that uh, there had to have been one time where he was drunk and and they brought the order to the door and he asked oh i mean where, where are your pantyhose yeah. why aren't you wearing orange shorts i don't understand you don't fit the bill but i mean look I, his uh I, his number uh, one restaurant was uh three thousand dollars at chili's Getting uh, getting that delivered to his door. Damn man. Yeah. Like, like, why not just go pick it up? It's like you it's know what truly you would insane. save on. But I mean, I, at least I hope he is tipping some of these drivers because some of them do get screwed. Although I had a guy who brought food like probably about a month ago the worst delivery driver and tried to lie and say, oh, there was a bunch of traffic. No, there wasn't. <laughs> I drove the... That would be like somebody saying, hey, uh, I'm on my way into work, but I'm, I haven't even passed White Oak yet. You know, like, none of that makes sense. You know what I'm talking about, Bo? Like, none of that makes sense. So some of you just get it together and just please deliver the food we ask for. Jonas, son of a bitch. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.